0: This is the Mile High Five podcast with Carl Jensen and Doug Huntington. We have authentic conversations about the journey to Phi, health, happiness, and some very odd tangents. We interview Phi experts, side hustlers, people on their way to Phi, and those who have reached the other side. Join us every week, and if you want the show notes and links and all that other stuff, head over to MileHighFive.com. Before we get to the show, we need to hear a word from our sponsors, our very wonderful advertisers. Well, actually we don't have any advertisers right now. So the the show is brought to you by Carl and me. So Carl has a blog called 1500days.com. He writes about his journey to financial independence and retiring early. And since he's retired for a little while, he just has sort of life updates and some lifestyle thoughts in there but definitely worth checking out, 1500days.com. And then I have a blog called Niche Site Project where I talk about affiliate marketing and SEO and some other things like that. I also have a podcast. So if you dig podcasts, which I I think you probably do, you can check out the Affiliate Marketing and Side Hustle Show, which is really the Doug Show. It's it's the Doug Show is what it's called. So you can check it out. We really appreciate the support. And uh, let's just get to the show.
1: Hello, world. Welcome to the Mile High fi Podcast. My name is Carl, and I am here with...
0: Doug Cunnington. How's it going today?
1: It's going pretty well. It's been a busy morning, but uh, this is pretty relaxing. You have this beautiful studio. I'm seeing it for the first time here, and you know what you're doing. This is, uh, I don't know what half this equipment is, but I trust that you know what you're doing, so...
0: Thanks. I, I try. I do have a lot of equipment. I don't know how well I use it, but I hope the audio is good. And we did a sound check. So that's really all I can do.
1: Yeah. Well, this thing, if I fart, will the microphone, p- I'll try to keep that down.
0: Yeah. Well, let's wait until we're about to leave the room.
1: <laughs> it is tight confines. Yeah.
0: And it, that's amazing. It was only 30 seconds before your first fart joke.
1: I know. Jeez. <laughs> I did not plan that. I swear. It's better fart joke than a real fart though.
0: It is. It is. It is way better. And I guess, what, what are we doing here? What What is this show going to be all about? And we're going to talk about a few of those things. But who are you, Carl?
1: Yeah, I am a old dude living in Colorado. Uh, I discovered financial independence at the age of thirty seven, which I was thinking about this today, Doug. It was ten years ago. Oh, what happened was I had a, I had a bad day at work and I. Googled, I couldn't take my job anymore. It was so stressful. I thought it would actually kill me. I Googled, how do I retire early? And I found our now mutual friend, Mr. Money Mustache, Pete, uh, Longmont Local. And I decided to retire early. I decided to journal the whole thing on my blog, which is 1500days.com. That's how long I thought it would take to retire. And I've since retired. It took me, geez, I think I've been done, four April will be my four-year anniversary. And since then, I've been doing all kinds of cool projects. And this right here is the newest and maybe the greatest one. I've been wanting to do a podcast for years. I just – the stars never lined up. And I guess you were one of the stars that that lined up. So I appreciate that you asked me to do this. And here we are. Um, How about you, Doug?
0: Yeah, that's pretty pretty awesome. Well, before I talk about myself – I'm curious about just you starting the blog. Did you have a desire to write before? Why did you think, hey, I'm going to start
1: a blog? Yeah, so way back in college, I I always enjoyed writing, but I never knew what I wanted to do with myself. And I thought, hey, I'll be a journalism major. And then I started looking at the job prospects around that. The internet was starting to come online. And uh, I didn't think writing would be a good a good major, so I pursued biology, chemistry, and eventually into computers, which is a long story that no one wants to hear. But the blog allowed my life to kind of come full circle. i I did what I loved. It just took me twenty years to get back to that point. and uh, I'm so thankful. it made it, there are ads on it. It makes me some money, but for for the first three years, I think I made a hundred dollars. So it was a money losing proposition but I was doing it and I still do it for the love of it I don't need the income anymore uh, if I didn't love it I wouldn't do it so there cool. you have it
0: that's awesome yeah for me I didn't find financial independence uh, until yeah roughly the same time I think I was like 35 and I was thinking about that as we were we were preparing for this chat and this whole podcast and I kind of did a similar thing I went to corporate worker bee route i did some management consulting and kind of just honestly i just kind of coasted i really didn't make any big decisions and people said hey you should do engineering hey you should do consulting and then you find yourself a few years later in a job that kind of sucks but it's not that bad and they pay you pretty well so pretty hard to turn away Mm -hmm. from that externally it looks great Luckily, I got laid off in 2015, and at that point, it was was a nice little push to get me started working harder on some side hustles that I just kind of accidentally found. So, I didn't have a big interest with entrepreneurship or side hustles or anything like that, but I accidentally found the Smart Passive Income podcast. I ended up starting a blog, figured out how to make a little money, and then Slowly over time, after some ups and downs, I figured out how to make a lot more money and kind of coincided with understanding financial independence. And I, I think maybe my wife, Elizabeth found Pete's blog at one point. And odd thing, because I'm sort of in uh, like the ground zero area for financial independence bloggers and other folks like that. People are into it around here, you know, and. I never really dove in. I didn't pay too much attention. I didn't know who you were.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's not a big uh... one.
0: But people know you, you know, people know you around here. So I didn't, I didn't really pay much attention and just through uh, serendipity and some luck, I ended up living pretty close to, you know, some folks around here in Longmont and I'm a member at, Mr. Money Mustache HQ, which is pretty cool. So I've met a lot more people, and slowly, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of common ground between financial independence and I think entrepreneurship. Different sides of the same coin, I think. A lot of the same values, but someone who wants to have a startup is looking at certain pieces, uh, maybe like frugality, and they may think that's crazy, and they really want to have a lot more money, but. When I step back, I'm a little lazier than some of those <laughs> folks. So uh, this this fits in really well. It fits in well. And I'm, I'm rambling on, but I, I blog over at Niche Site Project. So yeah. I, I also blogged about my process and eventually sold some products and some courses and and that kind of stuff. And I still do it today. So it's pretty nice to work for yourself, make your own decisions and not really have anyone to answer to.
1: Yeah, and you've uh, I've got a follow-up question and maybe a comment, but yeah, you're a big deal. You got invited to speak at Google for your work. I mean, I don't I can't think of a bigger honor than that for your line of work, for your niche. But my follow-up question is, you said something that I thought was interesting. You said, "Luckily I got laid off in 2015." Were you did you see that coming, I guess more. This is a two-part question. Did you see that coming? And were you happy with it at the time? Because usually when someone gets laid off or fired, that might be one of the most traumatic thing that ha- things that happened to them in their entire life. And you said luckily.
0: Yeah. So a couple things. At, the, at that point in time, I had listened to a lot of entrepreneurship podcasts and Tim Ferriss podcasts specifically. So I – kind of knew that I probably would be better off on my own. And I had made some good money on the side and I knew it was possible. And I didn't necessarily see it coming, but in hindsight, I can easily connect these dots. So number one, I started delegating a ton. I worked my way up to that middle management area. So I had a team of Anywhere from like 6 to 15 people, highly competent folks who also wanted to go up the, the corporate ladder. And in my industry in consulting, you really couldn't get promoted unless you were doing the job ahead of you, that you. The promotion that you wanted to get, you already had to be doing that and getting paid less. It's just the way they run those things. So, I realized they wanted, my team wanted to do other work. So, I delegated like everything that I could. I had so much free time. I also knew that, so that was point number one point. Number two, I ended up doing what I wanted to. So if you want to rock the boat a little bit, they don't like that in the corporate world. So even if you want to make one little change, you have to get approval from like your boss and your boss's boss. And they say, no, we've been doing it this way for five or six years. There's no reason other than that's the way we've been doing it. So. Because I had autonomy with my team, I started running little experiments without getting permission. So they didn't really like that once folks started asking questions. Why is this person on your team doing all this stuff? Blah, blah, blah. And then they get upset at you. They get mad and they say, you should ask before you do those things. But as they say, ask forgiveness. And I used up quite a few of those forgiveness uh, (laughs) tokens. And then finally... I was lucky enough to work remotely, so we traveled a little bit. So we would take like a month-long trip to actually Denver. We were here twice in 2013. We went down to Austin, spent a month there, and we would just be able to work. No one really knew. We didn't advertise it. And then we kind of got a bug in our ass or something, and and we thought, we're going to sell our place in Atlanta. We're going to head out west. We're going to stop in Montana for about three months. We're going to move down to Denver. This was 20, yeah, 2015. And I didn't tell anyone at my company that we were going to do it until, guess what, after we moved. And I said, hey, guess what? I moved to Montana. Uh, wife uh, has a position here. So we're, we're gone. Would love to keep working with you. But let, let me know. And they said, well, we're going to lay you off. So when you connect the dots, it wasn't a big surprise. And luckily, right, I I was, I had a big enough head at that point that I thought, well, you know what, I can do it on my own. If other people can do it, I can do it.
1: Wow, that's awesome. We'll talk a lot more about financial independence in future episodes. But one thing that I kept thinking of when you were telling your story is a lot of us like our jobs. We just don't like all of it. So. I'm sure you like your core engineering work. I'm sure you like your core, your experiments that you got to do that might have not been approved or management might not have liked so much. And I like being a coder. It was so fun writing code and solving these puzzles. But all the other bullshit that goes along with the job is what's unacceptable that I have to be here at this physical location. That might not be such a big deal right now, but it'll come back. Um, having to be online at certain hours, having to answer to bosses who uh, might not have uh, might not be well adjusted. Everyone's worked for a micromanager and uh, and that sucks, having to work with other difficult people. So, yeah, uh, it sounds like you were the perfect candidate for financial independence. You know what you wanted and you were mature enough. Were you a saver too? I don't want to... Yeah, uh, kind of. So, and I'm sure
0: we'll. This will be a thread that goes through so many episodes coming up. I was a pretty good saver when I was young, and then you end up hanging out with you know people you know in college uh, when you get out of school, and you kind of <laughs> follow along with what they are doing. Which you know most people have some credit card debt, so I was starting to spend for for no reason. I mean, I didn't have high expenses. I was single and I ended up, you know, having a little credit card debt, but it never got super out of control. By the time I got married, uh, it was not too bad, but my wife is a very good saver and very financially conservative, so she got me into shape and I started saving a lot more and I think it was from 2014 on we had tracked our net net worth or actually maybe not net worth, but it's more like cash on hand and what we have invested. So we never really considered, you know, our homes and and cars. We have very low debt. We have a mortgage on this house, but other than that, we don't really borrow. So overall, we we save pretty well. And for a lot of years, I, I mean, it doesn't really come into play until, yeah, you hit your 30s, but those early years when I maxed out the 401k, I mean, you look at those accounts now that I haven't contributed to for a few years, and they're pretty big now, Yeah, you know, compound interest, interest and everything.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. There's something uh, that I think about frequently, and it's all through my youth, I, I saved at my young adulthood. As soon as I got my first job, I started maxing out all these accounts. And But the thing about it was, and the thing that is sometimes difficult for people to wrap their mind around is you don't really know what you're saving for. In your case, it allowed you to move to another state and tell your job, hey, I'm gone. And you were able to, to leave that job. And when they said no, we're laying you off. And me too, when my job became too overwhelming, I was able to leave that job. And uh, I'm in the best health of my life because I had that savings and I was able to get myself out of that situation. But The money could have been just as good for some other reason. Maybe a parent would have had some kind of health issue and I would have had to financially help them. Or who knows? There's good and bad things that money can save you from. It's the ultimate parachute, the ultimate suit of armor in life. That's a great tool. Yeah, yeah. We'll get more to these uh, conversations. Later. I have so much stuff I want to talk to you about. I guess th- this is good. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> I, I could probably talk to you for eight hours, but okay. Bring me back on, on track, Doug.
0: All right. So we're going to talk about goals for the podcast and kind of why we're doing this. And I'll actually, I'll, tu- I'll turn it over to you to open it up. So what are your some of your goals? And maybe we can do like a back and forth a little bit here.
1: Yeah. I've listed a, a couple of them out. Uh, Well, one thing with me in the age of COVID is I wear sweatpants and sometimes don't shower for a couple weeks. So because I'll be seeing you, I'll have to wear normal clothes if this is normal and shower regularly. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. That one was all bullshit. Uh, I've always been a – I felt I've always been a poor speaker. Like as a kid, I stuttered and if you don't have a speech impediment, you probably can't understand this. But words would appear in my head and I couldn't say them so I remember as a very young kid being an extrovert, like when I was four, like when we would have show and tell at school or when we could volunteer to tell the class about what we did for the weekend. I would be the first one to raise my hand and want to run up to the room and tell the class about this. But then I stuttered and and kids will make fun of you and, and be little assholes. So I kind of became an introverted person after that. Uh, I was thinking about something the other day. A lot of people are afraid of public speaking, like your biggest fear in life is to go speak in front of a crowd. It used to be my biggest fear was to speak at all. I didn't want to open my mouth even just to one other person because I was so afraid the word wouldn't come out or I'd uh, something would come out malformed or whatever. And I've since been able to, with therapy I, as a kid, I've been able to get past most of that, but I still speak too fast and lack confidence. So I hope this podcast turns me into a better, an even better speaker, I, and even better. That sounds like a shitty thing to say, but I've since I've since improved. I've given public talks, and I'm not so fearful of that. And I'm going to do one in front of a thousand people later this year, which should be interesting. But that's maybe not the most important thing, but one of them. So how about you, Doug?
0: Yeah, to echo echo that, just be able to speak better. I have a couple podcasts, or I have a podcast and a YouTube channel. So, I've already improved some, but when you go back and you, you listen to yourself, it's really hard to remove all of the filler words and some verbal tics, even when you're really trying hard. So, we may have to help each <laughs> other out. We can get, maybe get like a squirt bottle and spray each other. Yes, we... or a fly swatter. <laughs> Some something so we could hurt each other uh, for sure whenever we have a verbal tick. So that that's one big thing. And I'll uh, since I'm taking one of yours, I'm going to go ahead and tell you one of mine. I want to have conversations with smart people, and present company excluded, of course. But no, I'm just. kidding. Uh-uh. <laughs> with smart people, it, you included, and there's gonna that's going to be a theme in a second that I'm going to talk about more, but. As we've talked about doing the show together, I realized quickly that you have great connections that people wouldn't even reply back to my emails you you can actually get in touch with some of these very smart people, and that's um, a, a great advantage so that's kind of cool, and I may be jumping ahead a little bit there, but you know the people that we'll be able to talk to and pull information out, understand kind of where they're coming from. And then on top of that, I'm trying to improve my interviewing skills and learn things from people. And I also realized quickly, you know, after we've had some of our uh, other podcasts that we've done together, specific episodes for my show, I mean, you're asking great questions too. So it'll sort of pull out even more information because now we have two heads that can, you know, ask one person, one smarter person than both of us and and get that information.
1: Yeah, I think that's a wonderful point. I was thinking about uh, Charlie Munger the other day. He's Warren Buffett, who is on my shirt. He's Warren Buffett's partner, business partner. I think he's 98 years old now. And one of the quotes I read from him a while ago, but that I'll never forget one of my favorite quotes of all time goes something like, you should be ready to, to burn down any long held belief you have if you're presented with new and better information. And I think that's incredible. And it it speaks to him being a lifelong learner. And uh, I think that's how a good, well-adjusted person is. You, you see some people who get old and stodgy, and young ones too, who no matter what information you present to them, it, they further back into their, their corner. There's nothing you could say to them that would get them to change their mind. And I think that's the wrong way to live. I, I always want to... Consider that I could be wrong about anything, even something I've believed my whole life. And similar to what you just said, I hope we pull that out of people. And I hope every time we talk, I'm a little bit better of a person because we talk. And I hope we can teach the audience these things, too, through these conversations we have with these really really smart people. So, yeah, I want to learn and I want to help the audience to learn, too. And I hope we learn from the audience, too. I hope people reply to us with great comments, which... Send us down a new path or give us an idea to do something else or change something that we've believed in. And I think some people,
0: you know, may view it as like flip flopping on like an issue or something like that from a political view, which we're not, we'll never talk about politics here, (laughs) but never. So, yeah, I agree 100%. Obviously, it's not hard to agree with Charlie Munger. Um, Pretty good company. So, If you have new information, fantastic. Like you can evaluate what you have now versus, you know, what you knew yesterday.
1: Yeah. There's nothing wrong with saying I was wrong. Yeah. I want to learn and I want to help other people learn too. Uh, Yeah. And I hope we do that through this podcast. Awesome. Well, we
0: do have some sponsors today, which is fun. And... Spoiler alert. It's us. Wait, We're sponsoring this uh, for the first few shows. So this podcast is brought to you in part by Niche Site Project. That is my blog where I write about affiliate marketing and SEO and a few other things like that. And if you dig podcasts, I have actually two interviews with the lovely Carl here on uh, Doug.show. So it's affiliate marketing with uh, Doug Cunnington, and you can find it at Doug.show on the big platforms out there. So what about you? What are you, What's your sponsorship?
1: Uh, my sponsor is 1500 Days, which is my blog where I write about financial independence. I write about, and uh, since I've reached financial independence, it's more about what life is like after financial independence and do things I learned because no matter how much I read about 401ks, Roth IRAs, and and everything else which I've been obsessed with for the past ten years, I, I still find that there's still more to learn. Uh, so I write about that, um, sometimes dinosaurs and sometimes fart jokes.
0: <laughs> They're, yeah, often fart jokes, often dinosaurs. A lot of dinosaurs. <laughs> That's cool. And how often do you publish over there? Do you have a regular schedule you try to stick to these days?
1: Uh, at least one day a week I try to do that. As I've become busier in retirement, which was surprising, uh, I find that I have less time to mess around on the blog. But I try for at least once a week on Monday. Post. Uh, what was this Monday's about? Oh, it was about our mortgage experiment. Uh, we could have paid cash for our last home, but I got a mortgage and invested the money. So this show is sponsored to you by my post about mortgages. I guess I just made that up.
0: That's all right. We'll put we'll put a link in the uh, show notes and description so people can check out our stuff. Cool. Support those sponsors. All right. Next segment that we're coming up to is why work with each other? Because we don't actually know each other super well. We've hung out, uh, you know, handful of times. Went on a couple short hikes in a group setting. Had a couple beers, but uh, you know, we're we're casual friends. I would say.
1: Yeah, I would say so too. I think we'll learn a lot, much more about each other through this, and uh, we'll be hanging out more as COVID came comes to an end. I felt like I kind of met you, and then the world. Went to hell with COVID, so yeah, <laughs> uh, things should get better pretty quickly. But I think you should go first on this, Doug. I felt like I've gone first the past couple times.
0: Okay, first off, I kind of I, I let the cat out of the bag earlier. You have the major connections, and I that didn't even come to mind initially because, well, that would sound kind of like a, a, a jerky thing. I, I had a target on you. I slowly seduced you over the course of several months.
1: Oh, that sounds terrible and dirty and wow. If if I die, if I disappear after this, look in Doug's basement.
0: Not in the crawl space, though. Don't don't even worry about the crawl space. So I didn't even think of it, but then as we brainstormed and, and you said, Oh, you know, we could talk to this person or that person, I I realized, oh. Well, yeah, we should definitely do that because I would not be able to get those folks um, to talk to me at all. And it's just it's kind of amazing. It's it's well, I'll, I'll leave it at that. So it wasn't that I scoped you out and thought, hey. I'm going for the long con over the course of, uh, 18 months or something, but just organically that happened. I, I have several others too, but that, that's a, a big thing that I can't ignore. And I mean, I, th- I think you probably know that too, right?
1: Yeah. Well, I guess I see how it is now. It's cemented. I guess there's no, <laughs> no getting out of it now though. Shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll go for my first one. Um, I, I was thinking about who the best friends are in life and, uh, neither Doug or I are alcoholics, but if you are, The worst friend you can have is someone who brings you over a six-pack every time. You want a friend who's going to make you a better person somehow in some way. And um, Doug mentioned that we hadn't talked to each other a ton. But what I remember is that every time I did, I was getting a lot more out of the conversation than Doug. Like he'd be like, oh, I listened to this podcast and I learned this. I'm like, really? Tell me more about that. And then I'd go home and listen to it and uh, like one conversation – Sent my life kind of on a different path with my workouts and diet a little bit. Uh, you mentioned that Elizabeth kind of turned you around. She was a saver, so she made you a better person. And I think you're kind of that to me too. I'll learn from you and I'll become a better person because of these conversations instead of you bringing me six packs of beer every time. <laughs> so I appreciate that. I want to surround myself with better people. And the 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 trouble with this is... Um, why does the better person have any incentive to hang out with you? So if you can find someone who's better, who you can learn from, grasp onto that. And I hope I teach Doug some things too, or at least get him some good guests for the podcast.
0: <laughs> well, it's it's funny. One of us has been fooled by the other because I also wrote to be around you because you're smart and I I can learn, this is going to turn into some sort of a, a love fest. It's it's getting weird. uh, I know the the room's heating
1: up. I'm going to move my chair a couple inches away.
0: (laughs) So I I mean, I am, I'm pumped to learn from you. You're uh, clearly older than me. And why? (laughs) You, Clearly you, you, you are, you are older than me. You're uh, 47, right? That, that is correct. Yeah. How, how old are you? I'm you 41. Say. Okay. Wow. 41. But you get that fine uh, mane of long hair there. So I am <laughs> jealous of that. I'm bald for the podcast listeners. If you, if you don't know that. So a- anyway, the point is I too am looking forward to uh, learning from you. And, and the good part is we have, uh, we have our own blind spots. And then we also have areas that we're really good at. So I think it'll be a good compliment, both, you know, from the knowledge perspective, just when it's just us two talking. And then, yeah, just in general, I think it'll work out well. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Another cool thing that is is just a a personal thing, which I guess it it also ties in on why I want to work with you, too. I was becoming more interested in financial independence and the personal finance space because it's different than what I've been doing. So I've been talking about affiliate marketing and SEO and that's all fine. I've been successful there. And once you do some things for a little while, if you're, if you're content and you're not going deeper into whatever the topic is, it gets a little boring, unfortunately. And It's, it's up to me, right, to keep it interesting. So I just decided I didn't want to be as deep in that world. Now I'm still doing, you know, two shows per week on my other podcast and have a standing YouTube live stream that I do. But at the same time, I wanted to explore different areas. And the FI community that I've met so far has been awesome. Really fun to hang around uh, the folks and very, very welcoming overall. Of course, I mean, you always have your... Not the bad seeds, but you always have people that are super opinionated and that kind of thing. But overall, the five community has been awesome. And there's you know so many cool people around here. So this was a good pull into that, that area. Because when you start something new and you're just doing it on your own and you have the kind of flexibility that you and I have, it's really easy to quit stuff. <laughs> Once you get a little bored, we're we're going to move forward with this. This is a long term project, so I, I think having having us chained together to figure out how to keep moving forward with it is is a good thing to follow through with what we're intending on doing here.
1: Chained together—that sounds like another dirty <laughs> reference to what's going on in your basement. Where you'll now you know I will never record from Doug's basement. Have you ever seen Pulp Fiction? I'm just kidding. I kid, I kid. Doug's Basement is perfectly innocent. We were just down there. Uh, yeah, and that brings up what I just said, brings up another reason why I was eager to do this podcast with you. I could talk about this kind of stuff with anyone, but if you read my blog, I would say it's the purest expression of my personality. In real life, I'm probably a 13-year-old in an adult body. Uh, it's Fun to be jokes, fun to tell jokes and not take life seriously and to say an occasional bad word. And I think the first time I talked to Doug on his on his podcast, he said a bad word. I'm like, wow, that's how it's going to be. And I like it. I, so I felt like I could be more real with Doug and have fun because you can talk about you should save your 401k. The limit is $19,000 a year. And just you, I'd put you to sleep with them like three seconds if I'm not doing that already. But with Doug, hopefully we can spice it up a little bit and make a conversation about a 401k not super boring and actually have some fun and and have some fun with our guests too, which is my next reason. But uh, I'll wait for you to tell you about that. So I hear your next one. So,
0: and I, I think I have one more one more sort of major one, it's another sort of. I guess a very sincere one, but we don't know each other that well. And I just moved here a couple couple years ago. I don't have a lot of close friends. And I know with the conversations we're going to have and all the time that we're going to spend together, we're going to become good. Well, I hope we're going to become good friends because we're going to be spending some time together and having conversations. But it's a great way to, you know, as adults who, you know, we're not in college we're not forced to hang out with people we don't have jobs we're not sort of in those constraints so i know the closest friends that i've had over the years usually i either worked with them in some capacity or had some reason to be around them quite a bit otherwise it's really easy to get busy you have your family you have other things you could do you could even, you know, in, in this sort of time of quarantine, it's really easy to just sit at home, too, and keep binging on Netflix or whatever. <laughs> so, I'm looking forward to that, just to get to know you better and, and be friends with you.
1: Yeah, that's such a great point, Doug. I, I really appreciate you saying that, because I feel the same way. I, just thinking on it now, my two closest friends are both from work, and none of them live anywhere near me. They're both over a thousand miles away, and I really enjoy my time with them, but... It's few and far between, and in the age of COVID, a lot of people that I hung out with have fallen away, and uh, some it's become awkward in some situations. I'm not sure if those relationships are ever going to be what they were. And who knew who predicted that would come out of the pandemic? Lots of shitty things have come out come out of it. But yeah, that's that's great, Doug. I look forward to hanging out with you more and and drinking your beer. <laughs> and Doug makes good beer. Um, yeah, that, that's an awesome one. Um, the last one, what I was going to say is I do talk to a lot of people in the financial independence community and whenever I hear these people interviewed, people always ask them the same exact questions like, uh, like Mr. Money Mustache, tell me how I should invest my money or Jim Collins, tell me about your stock series and why index funds are the right thing to do. I think those are important questions, but they've been asked like uh, hundreds of times already. I-, I look forward to interviewing these people, and uh, on a little bit deeper level, I'd like to ask J. L. Collins, like, uh, uh, about his life and how he thinks it, it, how his book has changed him. Because I, I think there's things that a lot of people have never asked a lot these. These people like Jim Collins or Pete, and I think we could get some new interesting information out of them. What they have to say, their main message is important, but I'd like to talk to them on a little bit more personal level. And I think we could do that. And yeah, I, I think it'll make for some really fun conversations. So I'm really looking forward to doing that. Here's questions I've wanted to ask Pete since I've met him. And this will be the perfect venue to do it, even though I've known him for like seven or eight years now.
0: Right. It's it's funny how that is. I. I've had some folks on, on my shows where, again, like you said, you've known them for a while, but you you don't normally ask those questions because it would be really weird to do it in a normal social setting. So <laughs> if you're given the the venue to actually do it, it, it works out. It works out much better. And those questions are not weird because it's in the context of a uh, podcast. Yep. So, yeah, and I think, I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you too. I occasionally have gotten obsessed with a certain guest or something like that, or a certain personality. And then I'll check out all their podcast interviews that they've done. And yeah, a lot of times you just get the same questions over and over again. Sometimes, unfortunately, if the interviewer isn't engaging and and they're just kind of phoning it in, you end up unfortunately with that personality getting bored. And you could tell because they're not having a fun time with the whole conversation. So
1: yeah, we could take it to a deeper level. I, I was listening to a, a podcast this weekend. The Elon Musk was being interviewed and the interviewer, who's a big guy and a good guy, he's smart, but I don't want to say his name because it feels bad, but he'll be able to figure it out. He didn't know that that SpaceX landed rockets. And I, I would think anyone, anyone who would want to watch that interview is probably obsessed with, with Elon Musk and knows that that's one of the fundamental accomplishments of that guy's lifetimes. So instead of asking superficial stuff, it'd be fun to get in deep uh, with these people. So I look forward to that.
0: And it reminds me, this is a weird tangent, but Jerry Seinfeld was being interviewed by Larry King after Seinfeld, the TV show, was off the air, right? They they took it off. And, or, or sorry, Jerry stopped. That, that's an important piece of context. So Larry King asked Jerry and says, so was the show canceled? What happened? And oh. of course, right. Did you watch Seinfeld? Were you a big fan? Or? Uh,
1: I wasn't a huge fan, okay. but I'm definitely familiar with it. And I knew when it went off the air, I mean, that was right. You'd have to have your head in.
0: Right. So, and for the people that don't know, Jerry Seinfeld famously decided, Hey, we're, We're done. And it was nine seasons. It was great, but we're going to leave on top. So, Jerry sort of flipped out and he was like, you don't know? Like, is this a serious question? I don't know if he was really upset, but I think at the end he was saying, you know, get this guy my resume. Like talking about Larry King. So. (laughs) Who's obviously a good interviewer yeah. in some capacity, but yeah, he maybe should have uh, checked that
1: yeah, out. Yeah. Done a little research ahead of time. Check that out.
0: So anything else as far as goals or why working, uh, why we're working together on this?
1: Yeah. It, it, as far as goals, I, th- I was thinking about this on the way over here. So the maybe the foundation, the base of this podcast will be financial independence, but There's so much more to it than that. I think money and financial independence is a starting point in life. Like Once you save your money and can quit your job, what happens then? You might decide to stay at your job. If you would work at your job for free, why why ever leave if it brings you that much contentment and happiness to your life? I don't think most people would. If you offer most people $10 to leave their job, they would leave. So I think a lot of this podcast will be... I hope what happens after you reach financial independence and the decisions you make, um, it's worked out in ways I never expected. I'm in the best health of my life. I'm 47 old, as Doug pointed out. Doug, I'm old enough to be your dad. (laughs) (laughs) Not not really. That's disturbing. (laughs) But anyway, I'm in the best shape of my life and I never saw that coming. I could never do more than one pull-up before I retired. Now I can do like, I got back up to eight yesterday. I messed up my shoulder, but, but now it's better. So yeah, I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm I'm not overweight anymore like I was before I quit. I have lower p- blood pressure, so I'm going to live longer because of financial independence. I never saw that coming, but any <laughs> any smart person would know that sitting behind a desk typing on a keyboard for 8 hours a day isn't good for your health and so yeah, I went off on a tangent there, but yeah, I, I want to talk about life after financial independence. Uh, what we do, our diet, our workouts, and what other interesting people are doing with their time after they stop working, and our, our lives, how we've improved, and what we're working on. I,
0: luckily, like like normal, I, I agree 100%, and I, th- I think that's important to note, too. Financial independence and some of the personal finance ideas, it's going to be a, a going uh, an ongoing thread here, but... I know we're both into fitness and and other things and other hobbies. And to that point, you know, post fi, like, what do you do? As I mentioned, I'm still working, you know, and it's on my stuff and I have a lot of autonomy, but I also am kind of experiencing an existential crisis because it's like, I can work on whatever I want. So, I better make sure I'm spending my time on things that I care about and that I enjoy. So I'm looking at everything and trying to figure that out. And my wife still works too, right? We're not in a big hurry to you know, quit working or anything like that. She enjoys what she does. She has a good team that she's working with. So all those kind of things. And on top of that, luckily I, I did talk to a few of my uh, friends and they are interested in post-fi topics because there's a lot of, there's a lot of content on people that are in pursuit of phi, but there's not as much information like, what the heck are you doing? Of course, you're still blogging and you're keeping people up to date, but I think there's, there's room for us to talk more about that. And I guess now that I said it out loud, it is purely self-indulgent in some ways where we'll just talk about the stuff we're doing and, and what we're into and how we're spending our time and, and energy.
1: Yeah. I look forward not being tied to any certain format too. I envision on future episodes, we might have a panel discussion maybe at the Mr. Money Mustache HQ when interesting people come into town. Um, so I, I think the format will mostly be this or interviewing people, but uh, yeah, th- this will be wherever we want it to go.
0: And I, w- I was thinking too, cause this is a beautiful day outside. if, We can get some of the equipment out to record outside occasionally. That would be great. I'm not sure in the neighborhood because they're doing, you know, it's kind of noisy around here, but we may go on a field trip up to like a state park or something like that. We can sit by a lake and have uh, Long's Peak in the background, stuff like that.
1: Ooh, I I have a pool in the backyard. We can do a, a pool cast. Just don't drop the microphone in the water. That that would be bad.
0: We'll have to get some of those like Madonna wireless headphone things. You know what I'm talking about? Like the, Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Is that?
0: Oh, well, yeah, maybe. Headsets,
1: yeah. Oh, man. But if we have bathing suits on, that would probably turn half the viewership off, at least for me. I don't know about you, but yeah, everyone would tune out. Maybe get black bars over my <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think it'll attract a different audience. I think people will still be interested, but not the people that we thought.
1: <laughs> Xperia. Oh.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, okay. I think, that's, I think that's it for some of the main, main topic areas. We do have a segment where we will talk about cool new things, and then we're going to kind of riff on other segments that we might do. So, I'll go first for the cool new things. I did purchase a new recorder, which I, I don't think I told you. It's it's the one we're, we're recording on right now, cool. and it has the capability to have four microphones plugged in and four headphones. So my old one it kind of capped out at two, and this is the new Zoom P4 PodTrack or PodTrack P4. So it's perfect for exactly what you talked about, like do a panel at HQ or you know maybe at FinCon or some other events that we're going to show up at later this year. Okay, cool. So I'm really happy with it. It's the first time that I've used it. And yeah, it has all, all the things that I need. And it was relatively inexpensive. I got it. I'm a big uh, proponent of used gear. So yep. I got it on eBay, 150 bucks, you yep. know, a little, little cheaper than a brand new one, but it was, uh, you know, new in box. So I don't know if these people stole it or if it was an open <laughs> box, but I got a pretty damn good deal on it.
1: What do you said recorder, I thought you were going to. Pull out that instrument they give to, like, fifth graders. My my younger child's a fifth grader. I thought you were going to pull out that thing and play hot cross buns or something like that. So I'm glad it was that recorder not the one I was thinking of. Just kidding. Yeah, uh, one thing I bought recently that was unexpectedly better than I thought it would be was a, a rowing machine. Uh Mindy and I were going to the, the health club here in Longmont, or rec center, pretty frequently. Like right when COVID started, we had this really good rhythm. And then that shut the world down. And I, I really liked the rowing machine. So I started looking them up online. And uh, the main company that builds them, I can't remember their name now, but they all cost like $1,000. And there was a waiting list to buy them. And the used ones were a- actually going for more money than the new ones because – you didn't have to wait 12 weeks to get one. You could just go over to someone's house and buy them. So those were going for <laughs> a premium. So I didn't want to wait that long. I scoured the internet. There's certainly uh, not a lot of information on rowing machines. So I found one that had a lot of good reviews. It was 200 bucks. I didn't expect much. I was very skeptical of it. But it showed up, and it's been wonderful. I just did a bunch of rows with it this morning. It's been, uh, it been it, It's not as good as the professional one you would get at the – at the health club, but it's not 20% as good It's probably 80% good as the fancy one they have at the health club. So I've been very happy with that. It's good to be able to continue your workouts in the age of a pandemic when the world's a little bit different and what you had available is no longer available.
0: Especially it's been a little chilly over the winter because a lot of times you can get outside and it's not too bad. You can do something out there, walk around, jog something. But it's been really chilly and it's not fun to run when it's 10 <laughs> degrees and windy.
1: No, know? it sure is not. So, all
0: right, nice. And we do have some other segment ideas and we didn't sync up on this. So we this is going to be new for each of us here. So what were some of your segments you thought of?
1: Yeah, I thought one thing we could do is maybe one new thing we learned in the past week. We're going to record about every week. So one thing we learned... Or maybe one interesting fact we discovered or just something like that, maybe something that we've improved upon with ourselves, something we've discovered, some way we've made ourselves better in the past seven days.
0: Awesome. I had that one too. I also noted uh, kind of hand in hand, if we're reading anything specific, so I'm almost always reading... One to two books, one fiction, one nonfiction. So occasionally, I'll probably throw in something there if there's a thing that's interesting within those books.
1: Ooh, so, can you tell yeah. us what you're reading now? Or?
0: Yes, so I am reading. I'm reading a book called uh, sh- "I don't, I can't remember the series." It's by Keith McCafferty. So this is a, a fiction book, and Keith McCafferty. Uh, lives in Bozeman, Montana, which is where we used to live. I didn't read any of his books when we were living there, but the cool thing is his book series, which is the Sean Stranahan series. So that's how people can find it. I I like it because it's set in a place called Bridger, which is not Bozeman, but it's kind of like the, the fake version of it. And there's uh, the Bridger mountains is those are the mountains you can see from Bozeman. So it's kind of cool because he'll reference certain areas, which I, I know actually exist in certain canyons and hikes and, and roads cool. and that kind of thing. So I, I get a little nostalgic uh, to, to read about places where I've lived or visited and they are actual places. So sometimes in the book, Sean, who's the character in the book will be driving from Bozeman over to big sky and then hop over to West Yellowstone and go into the park, which people can't see, um, all all the pictures, but I have pictures of Yellowstone, like all all around, uh, the the room and office here. So, and obviously the podcast listeners cannot see those pictures, but I have some photos really love Yellowstone, love the time in uh, Bozeman and in Montana. So that is one of the books that I'm reading.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah. I've always found, um, We were in Maine a couple of years ago and rereading all the Stephen King books are set in Maine. So when you read the book and the setting is something you're familiar with, you can always appreciate it and enjoy it a little bit more. Yeah. So
0: Yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. So uh, n- another segment idea is get to know Doug and Carl, where we just ask each other questions like maybe a number of siblings or some, some basic questions oh, and slowly – We'll be able, it's like an icebreaker for us to get to know each other. Yeah, it's a great unveiled one. Veiled inside of I like segment. it. See,
1: now I'm happy that we did this podcast. Not that I was ever unhappy, but it gets better every minute.
0: Great. That's that, That's probably the best one because I think that can go on and on for like so many episodes too. Sure. So, yeah. Any other others that you
1: uh, One off the top of my head is if we've read like, uh, uh, Maybe something short form, like a good blog post, if we've read something in the past week, and it doesn't have to be about personal finance or money. Just something we've read that we'd like to tell the listeners about and encourage them to check out. I th- that could be another segment. Perfect. And the
0: the final one that I have is a Q and A segment. So sometimes I think we could probably do like a whole show, a mailbag episode where people send in questions, and we haven't chatted yet, but I'll set up a a voicemail box so people can send in audio questions if they want to but yeah we can do Q&A segments at the end especially I mean let's say we end up chatting with um, Pete for example and someone has a question that they want to get to Pete that they wouldn't I mean there's not many channels to get directly to Pete right so we would potentially be able to wedge that into our interview and that kind of thing so
1: that's a good one do we have an email address yet
0: I'll set I'll set up that stuff. Not, yeah. not yet. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. See, I know why. I, I now I know why I agreed to do a podcast with Doug. He's doing the heavy lifting at the moment. I appreciate that. Doug. Yeah, you're just I the talent, you.
0: the sexy talent showing up here. <laughs> in a bright, bright shirt
1: Eliminate sexy and talent, and uh, the rest is all <laughs> the rest is all correct.
0: Awesome. Well, a- any anything else you could think of?
1: Uh, um, yeah, I'm more excited to do this than ever. Uh, I can't wait to record our next episode. Let's let's get on it. And how can we help you?
0: Yeah, I, I think, um, for the final wrap up here, I know I want to have an active email list and I was, I, maybe I channeled your juvenile brain and I, number one, we got mile high Phi. pretty solid name, pretty happy with that. We're, we're working on getting some of the the details in order on that but i also want to call our email list the mile high fi club so you can go to this domain it's milehighfi.club and then it'll redirect you so that you can sign up for our email list and then we will be sending out some uh you know kind of weekly emails and whenever we're putting out a new episode so it'll just be a way for us to contact you find listeners and viewers directly and you'll know when new episodes are coming out and we'll just send out, you know, not spammy stuff, but just interesting things like all the stuff we've been talking about today.
1: Yeah, I think that's wonderful. I, I love the the URL that you came up with. That, again, was Doug. So Doug is doing the heavy lifting. I hope to someday be able to contribute 25% as much as Doug <laughs> is currently contributing. Thank you, Doug.
0: Oh, man. You're welcome. Thanks. Thanks for saying that. And I'll end on uh, a dig on my wife. I think that that could be part of a, another segment. I don't think she's listening, so I can actually say it. But the domain name is such a good idea that she said, "Did I come up with that name?" She tried to take <laughs> credit for it. I was like, "Come on, dude! Like I like I don't have that many good ideas, and especially about branding, that's kind of not my thing at all." So.
1: I don't know, Doug, maybe you should have just let her have that one. Like, uh, <laughs> that That's the wisdom of a
0: 47-year-old coming out right there. Yeah, I, I was like, no, man, I'm taking credit for that one. So, All <laughs> nice. right. That's awesome. Well, any, any parting words?
1: Uh, I, I think that's it. I'm going to go dig some holes this afternoon. The, I'm not selling the fire life with that comment, but uh, <laughs> digging holes in the backyard is still better than – answering to a pointy haired boss stuck in your office when it's a beautiful 65 degree day here in February in Colorado. So I'm really, really excited to be outside digging those holes. And yeah, we'll have more to say about fire life down the road, but I'm never going back to work, Doug, except for this podcast, but this is hardly work. If it felt like work, I I wouldn't do it.
0: It's going to be fun, man. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah. It better be fun.
0: All right, man. We'll catch you on the next episode. Okay. See ya. Thanks for listening to the show. That was the Mile High Five podcast, and I'm Doug Cunnington, the Balder host, and Carl Jensen is the cool, sexy one. If you dig the show, please do three things for us. Number one, tell a friend, a family member, an enemy about the show. We really don't care who you tell. Maybe forward them a specific show that you know that they will like. It's the single most helpful thing that you can do to spread the word. It's like giving us a virtual high five and uh, actually we don't give high fives in, in person so the virtual kind's pretty good. And more importantly, your friend or family member or even your enemy will appreciate the fact that you were thinking of them. Number two, make sure you're following or subscribed on your podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, YouTube, whatever you're using and that way you won't miss a show. And number three, please leave us a rating and review. We read them on the show occasionally, and you might hear yours out there on an upcoming episode. Quick disclaimer, this show is not financial or legal advice. I'd actually be surprised if it sounded like it. It's really just for entertainment, and that's at least what we're hoping for. But seriously, get advice from professionals. Carl and I are just two guys with microphones that sit in my basement and talk. So we'll catch you all next week.